Welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. This podcast explores what it means to make life less difficult for each other and for ourselves. We share stories of struggles and successes because we believe sharing our stories eases the difficulty of life. I'm Lisa Tilstra, your host. Let's jump in to today's conversation. As we begin to explore what it means to make life less difficult through this podcast, I want to take a little time to share about myself, my own journey. And as I thought about preparing for this podcast, I started off with the question of who is Lisa Tilstra? And I looked at my name and I thought, well, I have actually been quite a few names before this name, Lisa Tilstra. So all of my names, when I include all of my names, I am Lisa Matilda Barkash Hope Tilstra. And my legal name now includes Lisa Matilda Hope Tilstra. But my maiden name is Farkash. I was born to Frank and Carol Farkash in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia by about an hour. My parents still live in the place they lived when I was born. And it is a treasure to be able to go back to a place that is, that is home, that has always been home. I didn't recognize it so much as a treasure until probably the first time John, uh, my husband now, he went with me to visit and, and he was just so amazed. He kept saying things like, you live here, you're like, this is the bedroom that was yours when you were a kid? This is so crazy. And I didn't even think about it because it, it was my life, right? And I didn't know anything different. Whereas he grew up moving every two to three years with his family. And so never has that long history with a place where his family lives. And even to this day, his family, his parents recently moved. And so when we go to visit, we're always looking around a new house and like, oh, this is nice and learning our way around a new town. Whereas when I go home to visit my parents and my oldest sister and her family also live there. Now it is it's home. I, I have lost track of where I consider home because now I move so much. But whenever anyone asks me where I am from or where is home, I think of Pennsylvania. So I first got married when I was 23 years old. I married Eric Hope and I took his name. So then I became Lisa Matilda Hope. And Lisa Hope, what a cool name that was. I really loved the name Hope went through a lot with my first husband, and I'm sure we'll get into more details around that through this podcast or the telling of my story. But he was diagnosed with a brain tumor nine months after we were married, and it was about four and a half years later that he passed away in February of 2005. And as I was thinking again about this question of who is Lisa Tilstra, I recognize that so much of my story and my identity is indeed connected to the experiences that I went through in my 20s with Eric. They were so influential and significant and transformed me as a person 
And so there is a lot that I connect to that time in my life. And I, I did an exercise, again, preparing for this, where I listed out all of the identities that I connect with myself. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to look at the bigger picture of who we are, especially when we have significant events in our lives that seem to kind of draw most of our attention. And this is who I am. This is my story. And yet for all of us, I know we were are part of something bigger than even those events. So I was Lisa Hope for many years. And then when I met John and we were engaged and planning to get married, I thought, wow, changing my name is a pain. However, it seems weird to keep the name Hope because that was the name from my first husband and now I'm getting remarried. So it just seemed like, okay, I'll take his name. But I decided to keep the name Hope as a second middle name. So my official name now is Lisa Matilda Hope Tilstra. And I'm going to read through this list that I made and just kind of see where we go, go with it. And, and these, this is a list of identities. And I would encourage you, if you have never done this, or even if you have, take some time to do this again, because I find it very interesting to reflect on. So I am a daughter, sister, friend, a wife, partner, an aunt. I love my nieces and nephews very much. I'm a daughter-in-law. I'm a sister-in-law. In my first career, I was an occupational therapist. And also for a period of time, a hippotherapist where we used horses for occupational therapy. And I worked very closely with a physical therapist in offering those services. I grew up with horses. So I am, and I was an equestrian. I, I, I still hold that identity close to my heart, even though I do not get to ride and spend much time with horses now. Whenever I am around horses, it feels like home. I am a volunteer. I am a widow. At 28 years old, I was widowed. And that identity was huge for so long in my life. It was certainly not an identity that I wanted in my 20s. And yet, here it was handed to me. I worked as a chaplain for a number of years. I later became a coach, a leadership coach, a life coach. I'm an entrepreneur. I started my own business. I have started several businesses since then. They're small, I, but, but it, it took me many years to be able to even say, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. And it's interesting to notice how some of these identities really feel comfortable to me. And others of them, I'm like, oh, is it okay to say that? I am a traveler. I got my first passport when I was 29 years old. And 16 years later, I have traveled to 78 countries. And I feel so incredibly grateful for that. I am currently married to a diplomat, which makes me a diplomat's wife, which is a very interesting title to accept in the terms of the State Department, I am called an eligible family member or EFM for short. We sometimes 
joking, semi-jokingly, call ourselves second-class citizens in this world. Uh, inside joke, perhaps, for those of you who are also EFMs. I'm a trainer. I'm a facilitator. I am a lover of the mountains. I love being in the mountains. They speak to me. They energize me. They rejuvenate me. I am a rock climber. I'm a scuba diver. I love being under the water. I am a learner. I love learning. I have, I have been known to say if I was independently wealthy, I would just go back to school forever and just enjoy learning. Start at A and go all the way through Z and learn all I can. I'm an adventurer. When I was a little girl, I remember telling my parents I was going to grow up and I was going to move to Montana and have a horse farm out there. I always, for some reason, was attracted to exploring what was far away from home. I'm a hiker. I love, again, to be out in the mountains. I am a nature lover. I enjoy so much being in nature. And it's so interesting because in general, I... I'm not somebody that focuses a lot on details in my life. I tend to think more big picture, see things big picture, remember more the big picture, general ideas. But when I'm in nature, I notice details more than in any other place in my life. And it's really interesting to notice how I'm drawn to the tiniest of details, the little fern tendrils as they're such little curly cues and they're starting to unfold or the tiniest little wild flowers that are blooming or the little animals that are scurrying around over the rocks or um, yeah, just whatever I can find. When I scuba dive, I love to find the tiniest little shrimp and the tiniest little nudibranx and um, little things like that. And of course, seeing big sharks and manta rays and all that is wonderful as well. But again, when I'm in nature, I'm drawn to detail in a way that I find I'm not in other parts of my life. So I find that interesting. I consider myself a dreamer. I love thinking about what's possible. What else could we do? What could we try? Let's push the edges. Let's see what else is possible. I am a real estate investor. I'm a landlord. I'm a consultant in the world of real estate investing. I'm a sailor. It's been a while since I've been sailing, but I really, really love to sail and hope to be able to do that more frequently. I am a Francophile and I, I love all things French, French culture, French language, French food, French, French people. I, I love I, France. I love going there. I love visiting. So I am a Francophile. I am an aspiring Francophone as I learn the language. Je suis débutant en français. Um, but I really enjoy studying the language. It is, it is such a cool experience to learn another language as an adult. And I wish, I, if there was one thing I could change about my childhood, here it is. If there was just one thing that I could change, it would be that I would grow up at least trilingual, at least. I know so many people now who speak three, four, six different languages and it it is just awe-inspiring and I have to work so hard 
at learning French and I have learned little bits of Arabic since we lived in an Arabic speaking country. I have learned little bits of Tagalog because we lived in the Philippines and I've learned little bits of Dutch because we lived in the Netherlands and I am slightly attempting to learn little bits of Sinhalese because we're living in Sri Lanka. However, my focus is on French and I'm continuing to focus on French, but it is such a wonderful gift. If um, I think if kids grow up multilingual, because as kids they're learning and they don't even realize that they're learning multiple languages, but as adults, it becomes hard work. So, so back to this question, <laughs> who is Lisa Tilstra? If you're still listening, I, I sometimes feel overwhelmed with gratitude. When I look at a list like this, I feel so much gratitude for my family, for my friends, for the opportunities that I've had to travel, to live around the world. And I also just want to take a moment to reflect back on the, the part of my life, my 20s, really the time that I spent with Eric. I met Eric when I was 19 years old and he passed away just before I turned 29. So there's a decade, a 10 year period of my life with him. And it is really an incredibly influential part of my life to this day, has shaped me to be who I am, has shaped so many of my perspectives on the fact that life is not easy. And yet we can do things to make it less difficult. And it is it is my desire to find those little ways to make people's lives less difficult when they're going through really significant hard times and also when they're going through hard times that might in the big picture be less significant, but they are still significant in the moment. I remember when Eric was sick and we knew that his brain tumor was going to be terminal People would ask me how I'm doing and I would share with them. And my faith was a very significant part of my journey and a way that made my life less difficult during that time. And I remember people saying to me, I couldn't do it. I can't imagine going through what you're going through. And I remember saying to them, please don't try to imagine because you don't know what you can go through and what you can handle and what you can bear until you are in it. And I would have never said, oh, I can survive my husband having a brain tumor, giving up my job to stay home and take care of him and being a caregiver and taking care of him until literally his dying breath and then building a new life for myself, trying to sort out what did this mean for me? I would have never looked at myself and said, yeah, I can do all this, right? But in the, in the midst of it, strength comes and we do the thing that is in front of us. We take care of our loved ones who are with us. And I'm deeply grateful for that experience. And I'm deeply saddened by that experience. And I still am processing that experience and closing out some of those memories so that I can have a healthier emotional response when I think back to many of those memories. 
So life is complex. Life is complicated. Life is not easy. And yet, telling our stories, sharing, remembering the big picture, sometimes stepping back, zooming out, these are little things that we can do to make life a little less difficult. And throughout my life, I think about the people that have been part of my story, part of my journey, some of them for for decades, my whole life, my family, my sisters, my brother, my parents, some of them for less time, friends, some just acquaintances. And they come and go, and yet each interaction can be a place where there is love and kindness shared and life becomes a little less difficult because we are in connection with each other. So I'm going to leave you with with this. Take some time to ask yourself the question, who is, and fill in your name. And I would really encourage you to take a few minutes and make a list of all the different identities that you identify with. You might be surprised at how long the list grows. And, And not all of them need to be current, right? But at any point in your life, if you have done something, been involved with some activity, include them in your identity. Let yourself zoom out, see yourself from a different perspective, see yourself the the whole of your life, and see if it doesn't give you a new perspective on whatever is happening right now in the moment. And with that, I will sign off with my latest identity, which is that of a podcaster. And I hope that together we truly can make life less difficult.